Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. And good evening. My name is Howie Silbiger. This is the Howie Silbiger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. I'm glad you joined me. The show is live, which means you could call in. Number to call, 1-877-669-1292. That's 1-877-669-1292. Great to be here on this uh, this beautiful new week. It's great. It's great to be here on a Monday. Uh, I like doing shows on a Monday. Uh, tomorrow night we'll do uh, we'll do a Howie Silberger show. We'll do a political hitman. It is amazing, and of course the shows are all live, so you can feel free to call in and uh, be part of the Howie Silberger show experience. We uh, talk a lot on this show about anti-Jewism. We talk about uh, Jew hatred in North America. I, I, I tend to speak a lot about the subject because it's a subject I think is very important and not actually spoken enough about. Uh, we, we tend to try to ignore Jew hatred. Uh, it's an uncomfortable subject for a lot of people. And we try to, we try to ignore it. We try to, uh, we try to pretend that if we ignore it and we don't, uh, we don't do anything about it and we, we pretend it doesn't exist, then it will disappear. Unfortunately, that's not how Jew hatred works. As we discussed uh, in the last show, last week, uh, you can't re-educate a hater. Sure, you could show them, uh, you could show them videos, and you could take them to museums, and you could try to uh, give them some kind of an education about about your religion. But generally, somebody who hates Jews hates Jews, and you're not going to change that. It's inbred. It's 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 part of their it's part of their DNA. And, and usually, it's a, it, well, not usually. It's always a learned phenomenon. It's something that people uh, people get from their parents or from their environment or from the city or country they're living in. It's not something that comes out of nowhere. It's something that comes out of somewhere. And uh, it's something that we should be, uh, we should be concerned about because we, we, we have to talk about this a little more often. We have to be a little more vigilant about this and we have to be a little more proactive about it. Uh, the CBC reported that an Ottawa dad, he, wanted, uh, he wants Ottawa's largest school board to take a stronger stance against anti-Semitism and make necessary changes after his son was targeted with a swastika and taunted by fellow students. This happened on December 1st. David Baker's 16-year-old son, who is Jewish, entered a locker room at Sir Robert Borden High School in Ottawa, where students spoke in what sounded like German and made a Nazi salute. On the floor was a large swastika made out of ski poles, the father said. There is no other symbol that is more horrifying to the Jewish people than the swastika, said Baker. It represents the six million Jews that were systematically murdered for no other reason than they were Jewish. Now, Baker complained to school officials and said that he was told that the four students involved would be suspended. He was also told that he would be notified prior to the students returning to class. He said uh, so the family could prepare their son before seeing the perpetrators again. Suddenly, all of the students were back at school without our knowledge, and one, was, one of them even confronted our son in the hallway, showing absolutely no remorse for what he had done and how he had behaved, Baker said. Now, the Ottawa's Carleton District School Board declined to comment on the students involved or their punishment. In an email to parents, the board called the swastika incident a blatant act of hate and anti-Semitism, which is absolutely unacceptable. 
A board spokesman said the school will engage students in learning about anti-Semitism this week and will continue providing more learning on the topic in the new year. This work continues to be done in partnership with faith leaders, community partners, and organizations, said a statement from the Ottawa Carleton School Board. Baker says he's unsatisfied with the response, especially since his son was confronted for a second time. He said this should have been a teachable moment for the students. I'm just a father who wants his son to go to school every day and get a great education and feel safe, he said. So Baker went to a school board meeting, and uh, he, he demanded that the school board hire a Jewish equity coach. Now, they have a Jewish equity coach uh, for the black and for the indigenous people in the schools across the board. He says there should be a full-time staff position for a Jewish, in, for a Jewish equity coach at the school board. Now, the coach would advocate for Jewish students and give them somewhere to go if they're experiencing discrimination. A Jewish equity coach would be able to help students and educate the teachers so they understand what what anti-Semitism is and what is anti-Semitic. Now, there was a grade 12 student named Dina Friedman. She says she's not uncommon. It's not uncommon for Jewish students to be the target of anti-Semitism and the board has an obligation to protect them. You are on notice that we will not allow this to continue, she said. You have an obligation under the law to protect our children from discriminatory harm. Now, uh, the the school board uh, trustee said that she plans to introduce a motion to create the new full-time staff position at the next trustees meeting taking place in January. If approved, staff at the board will be directed to work with the Jewish community to develop a job description for the new Jewish equity coach position, she said. As it stands now, there's a lack of uh, Jewish voices at the school board level, but she's also the sole Jewish trustee, as well as on the advisory committee on equity, she said. So there you go. A anti-Jewish incident at an Ottawa high school. A boy walks into a locker room. Some other boys are in the locker room. They scream out something in German. Could have been anything. And then, uh, and then the boy gets all insulted because there's a swastika made out of ski poles on the floor. The punishment, a suspension, and a re-education program. That's not enough. That's not good enough. It's definitely not good enough. Even if they hire a Jewish equity coach like they're planning to do, it's not good enough. These students should have been expelled from the school. These students should have been thrown out from the school and never allowed into that school again. They should have been barred from the campus. If this was another nationality, if this was a a white student saying this to a black student, saying something nasty to a black student, using the N-word, for instance, that's what the punishment would have been. If this was a uh, if this was a white student yelling at a, an Asian person, and calling an Asian person a, a, a derogatory term for Asians, that's what the punishment would have been. It would have been an expulsion. It would not have been a suspension. The fact that these boys were suspended and not expelled, it means that the school board is not taking this seriously. It means that the school board is not caring as much about Jewish students as they are about other students. I guarantee, and I'm willing to put money on it, that if this was a white student who yelled uh, the N word at a black student, that that student would have been that student would have been um, expelled immediately. 
I can't imagine they wouldn't have been expelled. So, is the school board anti-Jewish? No, not necessarily. Uh, are the boys who committed this this crime anti-Jewish? No, not necessarily. I wouldn't even call them anti-Semites. I wouldn't call them anti-Jewish, but they have to be punished harshly. And the reason they have to be punished harshly, even if they don't believe in everything they said, even if they were just joking, as they probably claimed they were, even if they were just hazing their friend, as they claim, probably claimed they were, the reason they have to be to be treated harshly and thrown out of school and expelled from the school is simply to send a message to people who aren't playing, people who are serious about this. To send a message that the Ottawa School Board, the Ottawa Carleton District School Board, is not going to tolerate this kind of behavior in their schools, period. There, there's no there's no debate. There's no there's no uh, there's no I was joking, I wasn't joking, there's no discussion. This is unacceptable behavior, period. We're not going to accept it. You're out of here. And that's really what the punishment should have been. A one-day suspension, having the kids go back to school, promising the Jewish father, oh, we'll call you when the kids are going back so you can prepare your son. The kid's 16 years old. What do you have to prepare him for? They didn't beat him up. They didn't do anything to him. They, 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 they said a word in German and they had a swastika on the floor. What kind of preparation does this kid have? What kind of snowflake is this 16-year-old that he needs to be prepared to go back to school? Yeah, You see, I, I, I don't care about either side. The, the idea is that people who, who commit these kind of crimes, who, who yell anti-Jewish slurs at Jews, at Jews in school, should be treated harshly. Jewish students should have a thicker skin. It should work both ways. Look, it's not the first time that Jews have been attacked in school. It's not the first time that somebody yelled something in German and did a Nazi salute or yelled something in German and, and put a swastika on a wall. There should be no Jewish child anywhere who's so traumatized by this event that, uh, that they, need, they need counseling because somebody said something in German and, and, and drew a swastika. It seems kind of like an overreaction. Now, I know the father is trying to make a point, but the point he's making is that his son's a wimp. The point he's making should be more, uh, you know, this is not a harsh enough punishment. We should be punishing them more. Not my son's a wimp and he needs counseling because he saw a swastika. I understand that the swastika to some people is, is a very um, heinous, it's a very traumatizing uh, symbol. But I don't think there's any 16-year-old in the world today that would be extremely traumatized, so traumatized they don't want to go back to school because they saw a swastika. I don't think that exists today. Uh, I could be wrong, and you could correct me if you want, one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. If you think I'm wrong, you could correct me, but I really don't believe that I'm wrong, that a 16-year-old would not be that traumatized by the, uh, by, the, by the visual of a swastika on the floor, or even by the, uh, the, 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 the uh, speaking of German to him. German is a language. Does he understand German? Uh, you know, we're kind of missing a little bit of information here. But even if he didn't understand German, this seems to me to be a slight over-exaggeration, and this is why, this is why we, we run into problems. You see, when we exaggerate too much, Sure, we have to we have to be outraged by by hate crimes and 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 what these boys did in that locker room is totally reprehensible. It has to be condemned right across the board. And and don't don't try to quote me saying that I support these boys who who committed this crime. I do not support the boys. I'm calling it a crime because I believe it is a crime. It's a hate crime. And they should be tried for hate crimes. Maybe they should be prosecuted. They have to learn a lesson and everybody else around them has to learn a lesson so we don't have a repeat performance. 
but but Canada doesn't try people for hate crimes unless they're against uh, Aboriginals or uh, or black people. So I don't think that these boys are going to be tried. The school board should expel them, but they don't expel people unless you use the N word. So that's not going to happen, or say uh, or mis misgender somebody. Then you'll get suspended. You'll get expelled, but not but not uh, you know not not for drawing a swath, not for creating a swastika. And yelling German at a Jew. No, that that that, that won't get you expelled. No. one 669 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 Now I'm I'm not saying that uh that people aren't traumatized by the fact that uh that uh, you know that's by by the fact that a swastika appears in front of them. Some people are a little sensitive and I guess they do get traumatized by this. I'm not one of those. I don't think a symbol represents much. I don't think a uh, I don't think a symbol is really going to throw me over the deep end and make me want to go get therapy. Uh, I, I really don't care if somebody draws a swastika. It doesn't bother me all that much. It doesn't bother me at all, actually. And yes, I am the descendant of Holocaust survivors, and I heard firsthand stories of Holocaust. I worked for the Shoah Foundation. I heard firsthand stories of Holocaust survivors telling the story. But a young punk at a high school drawing a swastika on a wall. Or making a swastika out of uh, out of, out of ski poles, is not equivalent to Nazis marching into no marching into Poland, not at all, not even a little bit. One has to ask the question though: Where do they come up with these ideas? Where did these young men in high school, these sixteen-year-old boys, where did they come up with this idea that hey, the Jewish kid is coming? Let's uh, let's put a swastika on the floor and let's talk in German and see if we could freak him out. Where did they come up with that idea? What were they watching? What were they exposed to that allowed them to think that this was a appropriate and b I'm sure they thought it was funny that they thought this was appropriate and funny. Why would they think that this was this was the appropriate thing to do? And that goes back to breeding, and that goes back to their parents and the education they're getting at home. I highly doubt that Robert Borden High School is teaching children to create swastikas and try to uh, harass their Jewish friends and neighbors. I, I don't think that's part of the curriculum at Robert Borden High School. So I don't think they learned that behavior at Robert Borden High School. I think they learned that behavior elsewhere. And now if that, be, if that, if that, if that is being taught to them elsewhere— if they're learning that at home, if they're learning that in other areas outside of school, then we have a pretty major problem in Ottawa. There's a major, major problem. Because if you're teaching kids that it's okay to taunt a Jewish boy with a swastika and, uh, and, and, and some Nazi talk or some German talk, then, then what's the next step? Is it okay to go and punch a Jew? Is it okay to puncture the tires of a Jewish car? Is it okay to burn down the synagogue? What, what is the next step after that? Because once you get to this step, once you get to the step where you're comfortable, you're comfortable drawing a swastika or creating a swastika on the floor and, and then inviting a Jewish boy or, or knowing a Jewish boy was going to come in and, and yelling at German in him while the swastika is on the floor, if you're comfortable doing that, then it's not a far jump to go from there to burning down a synagogue, to go from there to desecrating a Sefer Torah, from going there to, uh, to I don't know, firebombing a house. It's not a huge jump. Now, now, some of you are probably watching this and going, Howie, you're nuts. How could you even think that far? How could you, how'd you, how, could you, uh, how could you conflate an issue of a bunch of kids messing around 
or a bunch of kids trying to taunt another kid or a bunch of kids trying to haze another kid into a uh, act of terrorism, like bombing a house. But I'd say that the swastika on the floor and yelling German at the boy as he walked in was an act of terrorism. What were these boys' goal? What was, what was the end result? What was the end goal of these boys? Now, I'm not saying that the Jewish boys should have been terrorized by this, but I'm, I'm saying that we have to think about what was the end goal of these boys? What was their plan? The Jewish boy would come in. He would see the swastika. He would hear them yelling German at him. Did they think he was going to start laughing? Because I'm sure they thought it was funny. Were they, are they going to think that he was going to start laughing? Did they think that he was going to get upset and then go running out of the room crying so they could laugh some more? Did they think he was going to attack them, physically attack them, so they get into a big fight and beat up the Jew? I don't know what their end goal was. But I do know that the end goal wasn't something friendly. It wasn't something fun. It wasn't something that, that the Jewish boy would enjoy. It was something nasty and something mean and something, something uh, reprehensible. And so if that's the case, and it was something nasty, mean, and reprehensible, then these boys should really be punished severely. And I don't understand why a lot of these schools, they hold back on punishments. When, when kids do nasty stuff and kids do stuff that is totally unacceptable in society, completely unacceptable, schools tend to hold back on punishing the kids appropriately. And I don't know why that is. I remember when I was in high school, years and years and years ago, a century ago, when I was in high school, I remember um, uh, I went on the March of the Living. I went on the actually second March of the Living ever in 1990. And uh, before we went on the march, we had to go and get um, we had to go and get signatures from all our teachers saying that academically we were okay to go and that we uh, we wouldn't miss too much as we went academically. And all my teachers signed the uh, signed the paper. And when I came back to school two weeks later, uh, I went to math class and my math teacher. I remember his name, but I'm not going to name him on the show. Uh, I won't do it. Uh, a Greek guy. He, uh, he, he got up in front of the class, and in Greek, he said something in Greek. And he used to do that all the time. A lot of Greek kids in the class with us. And he used to get up and talk Greek to the Greek kids and ignore everybody else. So he said something in Greek, and the rest of the class started laughing. And then he said, let me repeat that in English. And, uh, I, and we were all looking at him. He said, anybody who missed class for the last two weeks shouldn't bother coming back to class because they failed math for this grade. So I was in grade 10. Grade, failing grade 10 math was not a good thing. And uh, I raised my hand and I said, sir, are you, uh, are you referring to me? I don't know if anybody else in class was absent for the last two weeks, but I had permission to be absent. You signed permission. And he said, Jew boy, and he actually said this, Jew boy, you were the only one who was uh, absent for the last two weeks. And if you don't like it, too damn bad. So I went to the principal and I complained to the principal. I said to the principal, hey, this is uh, not acceptable and you know, I, I, I'm shocked by this. And the principal said to me, well, nothing much I could do about it. The teacher is in control of his class. So I went home and I told my father and my father came down to the school and he demanded to see the principal. And when he went in to see the principal, the principal said to him, listen, the math teacher is retiring at the end of the year. It's already April or the end of April. There's only two months, a month and a half, two months left to school. If I fire him now, and this is a fireable offense, if I fire him now, he won't get his pension. And so, you know, a man worked for 35 years. Uh, I don't think we should take his pension away over something like this. And I was thinking, even then, as a 16-year-old boy, 
I was thinking, hey, wait a second. Why would I care about this man's pension? Why would I care about anything for this man? This man just called me a Jew boy. He, he expressed his hatred towards Jew, Jewish people. He threatened to fail me for going on a march of living with his permission. Why would I care about his pension? I, I thought, and I still think today, I mean, so many years later, I still think today that the principal made a huge mistake. He should have fired the teacher. That teacher should not have been able to, to, to teach anymore, should have been removed from the classroom. He ended up staying in the classroom till the end of the year. He should have been removed from the classroom, and a negotiation could have had, had been had with the, uh, with the school board. They, they would have paid part in most of the pension. But he should not have been able to retire peacefully and with a, with a party at the end, at the end of his uh, school year. He should have been held accountable. And we don't tend to do that. We don't tend to hold people accountable for the hatred. And that's the problem. We give them off. We give them a slap on a wrist and a light sentence. And that's the problem. It's not a deterrent. It's not a, uh, it's, uh, there's nothing for them to be afraid of. They're, they're just going to go and commit the same crime again. Or other people are going to look at this and say, oh, if that's the only problem, that's, that's all that's going to happen to them, then heck, why, why am I hiding my hatred? Why am I just not going walk around beating up Jews? I mean, I could do that. And that's literally what's what's going to happen when people get when people get um, light sentences like this. So why do we allow this? Why do why, why are we quiet? Why why are we never screaming and yelling? There should have been a riot. There should have been at least a rally in, in Ottawa, uh, complaining and condemning. Now the Jewish organizations did jump into the fray. Because they're paid to be outraged, so they jumped into the fray immediately. We are outraged by this, they yelled. We are outraged. We expect the school board to do more. We expect the school board to have a uh, to have a, an ombudsman, a, a, a counselor, whatever they call it. And we, we want the school board to hire somebody immediately to, 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 uh, to serve the Jewish students. And, and the uh, federations will help choose the person. Of course they will. And, and that person will be the liaison between the Jewish community and the school board, blah, 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 blah. And that's, uh, that's, that's really what happened in Ottawa. It was an exciting week in Ottawa for uh, – well, exciting couple of weeks in Ottawa for, uh, for, for the Jewish community. Uh, an attack on the Jewish community. The lack of reaction of the school board. The lack of real reaction of the Ottawa Jewish community. And then the, uh, the reactionary groups – getting up and screaming so that they could say, look what we did in Ottawa. Now it's time to donate more money. Give us more money. Look what we did in Ottawa. Look at that. Look at that. We stood up for the Jews in Ottawa. Give us more money. Such a shame. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to join me in conversation. Number to call, one 669 1292 That's the number to call. You can get on the conversation by dialing one 669 1292 that's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. It just drives me crazy. It really does. It drives me crazy that that we we rely so much on the goodwill of other people that we have forgotten that it's our responsibility to defend ourselves. We have forgotten that it's our responsibility to not be snowflakes and go crawling away and crying because there was a swastika on the floor. But we we should fight back. We should fight back. Every Jewish kid should learn how to defend themselves. 
against any situation. You want to hit me physically? You should have a, a you should be able to defend yourself physically. You want to attack me intellectually? You should be able to defend yourself intellectually. We should be training our kids on a constant basis. Jewish community should be training kids on how to defend themselves from attacks. Because attacks come in all the time and they come from very different places. And if the Jewish community doesn't understand how to defend themselves, doesn't how to stand and doesn't understand how to defend Israel properly, doesn't understand that we are different from, from other nations and that we have to embrace the fact that we're different, be proud of it. I mean, the whole world's about diversity today, except for Jews. The Jewish you know, the whole world accepts everybody except for Jews. Jew diversity does not include Jewish community. And I don't know why we've been excluded from this, but it's unacceptable. But of course, I'm, I'm talking to a wall. You see the wall behind me? That's, that's essentially the wall I'm talking to. Because I've been saying this for 30 years. You see the writing on the wall for years and years and years. And nobody's taken any action. There's been no change, no movement to take action, to, 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 to do anything, to, to make the world a better place for the Jewish people, to make schools a better place for the Jewish people, public schools. Uh, look, 30 years ago when I was in public school, I had the same problems. They're not new. They're not different than anything I experienced while I was going to public school. Money being thrown at me. Uh, my, my clothing set on fire. Beaten up on a daily basis. I don't speak from ignorance when I talk about schools and anti-Jewism in schools. I don't speak from ignorance. I lived through it. I experienced it. I speak from experience. I speak from a place where I know what I'm talking about. And I know where the problem was when I was a kid, and they haven't fixed those problems. They haven't done anything to turn it around. This boy walking into a room where they were yelling Nazi, where they were yelling German at him and, and then showing Nazi symbols isn't something new. I experienced it too. I was there. I saw it, not in Ottawa. But in my high school, I, I experienced that too. And the saddest part about the whole thing, and I'll be honest with you, the really the saddest part about the whole thing is that years later, maybe 15, 20 years after graduation, when I ran into, uh, then my, my class decided they were going to have a 20-year anniversary or 25 years after graduation. Um, they're going to have a, uh, a reunion, a class reunion. And they invited me to the class reunion. And I responded. I said, why would I want to come to a class reunion and see people who spent their weeks beating me up, throwing pennies at me, yelling anti-Jewish slurs at me, forcing me to hide in a closet uh, for, for all of lunch, why would, I want, why would I want to go to a reunion with these people? These people disgust me. Why would I want to be part of them? And the ones who, who came to attack me, the ones who came to call me a liar, the ones who came to say that my memories of what happened in, in, to me in high school were faulty and I was lying, were my Jewish brethren, the Jewish students at my high school. Because they said, it couldn't have happened to you because it didn't happen to us. <laughs> what a lark. Then when I went to university, I went to the most anti-Jewish university, probably in North America, Concordia University in Montreal. And at that university, 
I actually had a group of people stand in front of me and Nazi salute and yell Heil Hitler. But I was not a snowflake, nor was I afraid of them, nor did I, did I uh, need therapy afterwards. I confronted them. And we got into a scrap. And other Jews joined me in fighting them. And we won. We won both physically. We won we won uh we won both physically ideology ideologically and we uh we also won uh the propaganda war Jews are Jews should not be weak we shouldn't be sitting around crying and pretending that we're weak we should be proud of the fact that we're strong we should stand proud and we should enjoy the fact that we live in a free country at least the ones who live in North America. We live in free countries where we have the right to not only express ourselves, but we have the right to defend ourselves. Choosing not to defend ourselves and choosing to be afraid and to hide in a closet defeats the whole purpose of being Jewish. Look, our entire survival, our entire life has been spent defending ourselves. And yeah, we're tired and we don't want to defend ourselves, and we don't have to defend ourselves. But we shouldn't be afraid to. So kudos to this father in Ottawa who went to the school board meeting and demanded action. Shame on the school board in Ottawa who decided that they weren't going to expel the students, only suspend them for a day. And uh, I really hope that the, uh, that the boy involved, the Jewish boy involved in this whole story, I really hope that he, uh, that, that he has... No permanent psychological damage from the event. I hope that he uh, that he's strong enough to pull himself through, and to understand that this is part of being Jewish. It's part of life. It's a very unfortunate part of life of a Jew. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I I read the other day that um, that the many Jewish communities in North America are opposing the Bibi Netanyahu government of Israel that they're standing against the government of the state of Israel. They're hoping that the government falls in the state of Israel. They're hoping that something happens to overturn the government in the state of Israel. I find that despicable, and I'll tell you why. About 25, 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago, the Oslo, 1993, so how, long, how many years ago that was? <laughs> it was a little over 20 years ago. So what, 2023? So um, anyway, 1993, the Oslo Accords were signed. Yitzhak Rabin signed the Oslo Accords with uh, Yasser Arafat. The week that those Oslo Accords were signed, the same day that they were signed in that week, I hosted uh, protests in front of the Israeli consulate in Montreal. We stood in front of the consulate and we said, we support the government of Israel 100%. And we, 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 we support the government 100%. But we oppose this policy. We oppose the signing of the Oslo Accords. We only think that the Oslo Accords are going to bring destruction to the state of Israel. And we were condemned. We were condemned, completely condemned, by every Jewish organization in the city. I was personally condemned by B'nai B'rith, Canadian Jewish Congress. I was personally condemned by all these organizations. And... And they told me, a bunch of rabbis cornered me. They, they pushed me into the corner and they said to me, so how will you have no right 
they said, to oppose the state of Israel and diaspora. You don't live in the diaspora. You don't live in Israel. You don't have children in the Israeli army. You never served in the Israeli army. You have no right at all, they said, to speak on behalf of the Jewish community, and you have no right at all to stand against the state of Israel. The Israeli politicians are doing what they think is the best for the state, and you have no right to oppose them. I disagreed at the time, and I still disagree today. I think every Jew has a heritage. Israel is every Jewish her- every Jew's heritage. We all have the right to speak our minds regarding Israel and their policies and their politics. But isn't it hypocritical that 30 years later, the Jewish community is now standing against Israel? It's sad. It's, it's, it's very sad, and it's, it's hypocritical. And I hate hypocrites. And I don't have a beef against the Jewish community, but I'm just saying that I really hate hypocrites. It's just, it's just disgusts me. All right, Al Qaim uh, uh, posted on on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you could chat up. You could push up and you could uh, chat with me. You could uh, type into the chat box, and we'll um, it'll pop up my screen here, and I'll be able to share your thoughts with um, with our listeners. Al Qaim posted. My experience was was uh, anti-Semitic kids, an anti-Semitic teacher. Uh, good. The Jewish principal was so scared of his job, he suggested that my mother put me in a different public school. The Jewish assistant principal demoted me to fifth grade after responding orally after being harassed by students. His father said at the time that uh, that in anti-Semitic Poland, that anti-Semitic teachers would have been fired for her action against them. Yeah, I've I've seen that. That's uh, that's that's very similar to um, to to the stories that I've heard uh, in in many different places where Jewish principals uh, don't take a stand because they're afraid for their jobs. They're afraid that if they take a stand defending a Jewish student, people are going to yell, do a loyalty, and that, that will be the end of it. You're, 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 you're treating the Jewish kid better because you're Jewish yourself, and they'll lose their jobs. Teachers who commit anti-Jewish acts must be fired from their school. Students who commit anti-Jewish acts in the school must be suspended, or no, not suspended, must be expelled from the school. Expelled means removed permanently. They must be expelled from the school. There should be zero tolerance for anti-Jewish actions in in schools, period, point blank. That's the way I feel. That's the way I feel. Now, now you could disagree with me. That's fine. Uh, You have every right to disagree with me, but that's the way I feel. Anyway, that's it for me tonight. I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, If you want to uh, continue the conversation, we can. I'll be back on tomorrow night. Uh, You can always email me, howie at truetalkradio.com. And, uh, of course, you could always call in when we're on the air uh, right here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. I want to thank you all for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, If you missed any part of the show, it re-airs tomorrow uh, morning at uh, 9 a.m. on truetalkradio.com on the uh, True Talk Radio Network app. Download the network app from the App Store, the True Talk Radio Network app, any of the app stores, uh, Android, Apple. The app is there. And, uh, and I hope that, uh, that you check out the schedule for True Talk Radio. Just go to the uh, website, truetalkradio.com, and check out our schedule. We have a full array of shows that play on truetalkradio.com. Till tomorrow, I wish you a good night. I'll see you tomorrow.